Welcome to a new episode of Taole Talk. This is Chris. This is Casey. And we're back with episode 241, The Road to 250. That's it. Loving it. Exciting. Uh, it's a lot of podcasting that we've done since 2015. So we're ready. We're ready to hit that monumental uh, landmark in our in our podcasting and geekly ways. So what do you, uh, let's get into the show. What have you been geeking out on? Forza. <laughs> like nonstop. Yeah, like uh I mean I'm I'm busy working on things, writing things, but as far as like geeking out on yeah, like that's it. I I have not done I stopped Midnight Suns even though I love that game, but I just stopped it cuz I found Forza on a good deal and Roller Drome, so I've been playing that too again <laughs> to try to catch up to where we were when we played it together. So, yeah, I'm just uh probably that and then I started watching that show Outlast, that survival show on Netflix. It's basically where 16 people get dropped into uh, the Alaskan wilderness and have to survive for six weeks. And it's Lord of the Flies meets, um, I don't know, something like Survivor, I guess. But, oh, Hunger Games, Hunger Games a little bit. So, yeah, it's and it's real. It's it's very captivating. <laughs> It's um, with all those references, it's funny that it's actually a real show. Um, yeah, <laughs> only one person's make it back alive. That's it. This is real, pretty much. Yep. Um, I've been playing Final Fantasy VI. Nice. I just got to the world of Rune, which is the second second big act of the game. I always forget yep. how big the game is. Um, so it's. It's everything I remember it being. It is it is my top three video game. I would say it's my favorite video game of all time, but that's a that's a hefty a hefty thing to say. But that's a, a hefty thing to say. Wow. Definitely one of my favorite video games of all time. Yeah, um, okay. Second or third playthrough of it, and um it's, it's it's great. And these pixel remasters are awesome with the music and the updates that they've done and, and some of the stuff that they've they've made. You can turn the counters off and stuff like that. So it makes it a little bit more of a f- easier game to play at times. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit, I'm not leveled up enough. I got to go grind for a few hours. So, <laughs> Oh, the joys of grinding. I remember. <laughs> um, and then also I just I just watched Evil Dead uh, Rise, which was awesome. Yeah. And I hope they just keep doing these movies because it's. It's a great formula. This is a really neat way to, you know, direction to take it in. And it was just, it was insanely gory. And I've, I, I felt sick during parts of the movie. So I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what that. Maybe it was the food I ate. Maybe the movie was that gross. It was, I don't it was that gross. Yes. I loved it. <laughs> Cheese graters will never look the same. No. <laughs> just graters. Yeah. It never looked great to begin with. No definitely look worse in the future yep yep um we did we did have one passing of note um and this one is kind of like our pursuit of plastic uh realm yeah star wars and real ghostbuster toy designer mark bordeaux bordeaux um i know it's not bordeaux but i can't say his name last name (laughs) but he he worked for for a long time 
best known for his designs on, you know, Star Wars and the real Ghostbusters, as I said. Um, and just, you know, a big part of creating these toys that were, you know, beloved by us when we were children. I mean, Star Wars, of course, but Star Wars is kind of like being done by the time we were that age. But the real yeah. Ghostbusters was something that I I collected so much of um, and was a big part of my uh, early days of, of action figure collecting. Yeah, I mean, like, that's it. This guy helped work on some of the most iconic toy lines, period. You know what I mean? Definitely for us, right? So, yeah, it's pretty um, pretty sad to see such a monumental figure in, in the world of plastic. Yeah, and, I, you know, here we are. We have a section of our show called Pursuit of Plastic where we've been influenced by these these greats. So yep. just a yep. bit of silence for Mark All right, let's get in the news. Uh, Marvel, we've been waiting for these announcements for what MCU shows will be dropping on Disney Plus and when. We knew they were coming, but Loki, October 6th. Yeah. Oh, can't wait for this. Can't wait. I'm sure they're going to cover Jonathan Major's face with something else, but we'll see reshoots. Of it. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Actually, I don't know. Not going to speculate. You know, you just don't know. Wait, so hopefully... Um, they figure that out because it's a huge part of that show. 100%. Yeah. But also Echo, which I've been really looking forward to. All episodes will drop on November 29th. Now, this is the first time that an MCU show has dropped all the episodes at once, very much like the old Netflix model. You think this is just testing the waters or, like, they don't believe in this show? Like, why? Like, I thought we all agreed... You know, it's nice to have that water cooler talk. But we do. Uh, I think this one has been delayed a lot. Uh, so it's been pushed into later part of the year. I think yeah. it's they I think they got to get it out. You know, Daredevil Reborn starts next year. Right. Or, Maybe that's all it is. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. Um, I'm happy about this in some way. In some ways, I'm always like, I'm going to I'm going to treat this like a weekly watch anyways. I might watch two episodes. I'm not in all of them, you know, but it is interesting that they're changing the model. Right. So. uh, Andy Samberg will voice Ben Riley in, what is it? Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Uh, So that comes out (laughs) this month. Yeah. um, Soon. I can't remember. Like there's, it's really nonstop because this weekend is fast X. Then it's um, next week is Little Mermaid. The week after that, I think, is Spider-Verse and then Transformers, then The Flash. So, like, literally every single weekend is something I want to see in the theater. Right. So this is just the highway to summer, basically. We started summer in January when Scream came out. Then it was like Creed and Ant-Man. It was like summer started. (laughs) Yeah. There there are no seasonal movies anymore. It's just not so much. Yeah. Every week there's something, so that's good. I mean, that's maybe what the box office needs is is yeah, it does just yeah, for sure. concentrations on seasons and just putting out movies on a rake. I don't know. Yep. I don't know. Uh, Storm and Cyclops will lead the X Men in X Men '97, the the requel to the X Men the animated series that we've been all eagerly anticipating. Uh, one of the greatest cartoons of our childhood. And I'm really excited that they are continuing this. This will be dropping on Disney Plus. 
I'm so excited. I, you know, I'm a little curious. Do you think they're gonna have? Is it gonna be as heavy? Because like when you watch that show, it's like it's way above the pay grade of a kid our age. <laughs> no, I think so. So was Batman yeah. the series? Yeah. These show. Yeah. Were yeah. in you know with with the comic fan in mind. So I right. I would think it'd be a disservice to the show not to be hot and heavy. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Uh, jumping across the pond to DC. Uh, Jim Lee, one of the greatest influences in comic done ever, yeah. uh, has been promoted to not just president, but a few other titles. But we'll just stick with president at this point. Um, yeah. He is, I'm sorry, I'll just say it. He's also publisher, the CCO. And more. So his climb to the top has started at the New 52, and DC has been better. Yeah. Um, not that it wasn't good before, but the stuff that he's brought to the table, uh, the the deals he's made, the people he's hired, the work he's done, um, DC has been really stellar for me at least for the last decade. And I'm really happy to see that Jim Lee is 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 going to be more in charge of things. Yeah. It's uh you know we we love Jim Lee. We have nothing but nice things to say about him. He's continuing to do what he does best <laughs> and in getting the rewards from that. So I'm you know I'm happy for this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh and then a little bit of news from Superman Legacy uh which makes sense if you're going to do a Superman film the right way. Crypto the Superdog will be a part of it. Uh which I'm looking really forward to what James Gunn does with this this whole narrative and getting away from the dark and gloomy Superman. I'm curious, you think Crypto, because he's also in uh, Superwoman, you think he'll cross over in that way? Absolutely. Yeah, you would have think so, right? Okay. Absolutely. I mean, it's just, you're, you're doing the DCU the right yeah. way. You're going to do it. This is the way you do it. Yeah make these connections and even if you're not if if you're telling more central stories kind of and you're not you're kind of putting things together but you have these little ties that bind the movies together and then you work into something bigger yeah that's that's kind of what i want to see i mean those are the crossovers that are like oh instead of like in your face of oh we can do this movie but it's really it's really an mcu movie versus being a character movie so we'll see right. how James Gunn and Peter Saffron treat this 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 first chapter and where it goes from there. Um, on the comic side of DC, three uh, JSA characters will be getting their own miniseries, um, and it's going to be Alan Scott, Jay Garrick, and Wesley Dodds, the Sandman. And so, this is the first time in decades that Jay, I'm sorry, that Alan Scott has gotten his own run. Um, his own comic. Um, I'm pretty sure I don't even remember when Jay Garrick did, nor the Sandman himself. But this is fun. This is all spitting out of uh, you know Jeff Johns has been writing the JSA title right now. Also the Star Girl uh, and the Lost Children or something like that. I forgot what the title is, but the, all of this is spinning out with a lot of concentration on the JSA and these Golden Age heroes. Yeah, I just read the synopsis of this. This sounds insane. Like, really, really smart. Like, Alan Scott is, like, one of the first, like, gay superheroes, 
you know what I mean? Like they're going to deal with that too and stuff. You know what I mean? Like things that we haven't seen before for his origin. Um, I I forget if it was in the new 52 when they, when they did the earth two comic, mm -hmm. um, when they, they decided to make him gay. Uh, I, I don't recall before that if, if that was ever even touched on, I don't remember that, you know, from the, from the, the 2090s i don't yeah. see that nor do i see the concentration on alan scott except when jeff johns did jsa in the mid 2000s so yeah i i like that they've continued that narrative uh, i think that it's important for you know inclusion and diversity and, and whatnot yep. and if you do it the right way then great it's it's stuck around for for 10 years now at least so. yeah no this is great i like this i like this lineup um I think you just put this on. I just literally just put this on. I'll just say it. so. <laughs> like, what Marvel swimsuit issues? Exactly, like the Marvel swimsuit issue from 1997, which I believe I still own. Um, DC's finally getting on board <laughs> doing their own swimsuit edition, covering a cast of characters from a lot of amazing artists. We got Babs Tar. We've got Terry and Rachel Dodson. We've got Nicola Scott, J. Scott Campbell. So, like, it's just, it's another one of those fun things. I love the one from the 90s. I think this one's fantastic. Like, Nicola Scott's Nightwing. I was like, what is that? <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> I mean, she's an insanely good artist. So, yeah, all, all of these just look great. Yeah, it's really funny, um, especially when they're, like, Gnort's Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, um, which is that dog green lantern thing uh really weird yeah yeah really weird title for it and kind of to incorporate all that i mean yeah good times um back to the beach for our favorite superhero. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh heading to those galaxies far far away uh star wars news and or will season two will end three days prior to rogue one so the opening to rogue one um andor's introduction to me really set the tone for that movie when he just guns that guy down in the street uh which always was like this is this is star wars for adults they're yeah. getting pretty yeah. i i'm almost done with my <laughs> with andor um and you know i just this is the kind of stuff that i'm really excited for i, I want to see what this second season's about since it's going to be much more smaller arcs uh instead of one big story so maybe we'll get more spy stuff going on and rebellion and um dash rendar and uh, <laughs> tarn and you know, uh-huh yeah he was <laughs> um so uh, i'm excited i i'm also looking forward to the sequel to a new hope uh or the the pre <laughs> the, the, i'm sorry the prequel to a new hope there you go <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I just want to see more Andor. I'm glad that they're going forward with that show because it was always up in the air. And, you know, it sounds like they have their path set to hit right where Rogue One's going to be. So uh, I'm excited for that. All right. Uh, next up, Urkel in space. We have Jaleel, Jaleel, Jaleel White. Sorry. Mm, okay. A, a Steve Urkel will be a part of skeleton crew oh okay cool good yeah. i haven't seen that guy in a long time so good for him 
And uh, what are these Ke- Kathleen Kennedy updates? Is it is it she's not doing Star Wars anymore? Because that's the only update I'm looking for. No. So, you know, some things got announced at Celebration last month, but she kind of went a little bit deeper into Empire Magazine and the, empa- the uh, issue hit uh, last week. And she was saying how Taika Waititi, uh, you know, he's really slow writing the script so nothing's really been going on that ryan johnson he's getting too successful so that keeps pushing things back out further as well rogue squadron and lando are still on the books stop lying to us that's it what um kathleen kennedy can go at this point i am tired (laughs) of bullshit from star wars executives and disney and Stuff like it, stop announcing movies if you're not going to put them out, and then announce movies and get people excited. Just, just shut up. Just, and then don't tell us that oh, this never happened. Everything that comes out of her mouth is garbage. And like, I have respect for her for the things she's done in the past, but this handling of Star Wars has been complete garbage. Yeah, I mean, listen, I can't say complete garbage because we do have what we have. Um, and she has been behind that. You know what I mean? Like right now I'm feeling in a pretty decent Star Wars place. But overall, obviously, it has been a lot of stumbles uh, to get to where it took them. And they had an easy blueprint. <laughs> they had decades worth of ideas to mine from and make a cohesive story. But I digress. I agree. Right. We'll see I mean, what any of this know. means. And But now know. they are. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. Let's let's do some stuff in the EU because we decided that oh it it might be what people wanted or maybe we shouldn't have wasted people's time and and thirty years of fandom so um, yeah I I agree with you that there are some good things that have come out of Star Wars of course I I enjoy Star Wars as you know I love Star Wars but I'm also very disappointed in this constant oh we announce this and then we drop it right like just get a get a grasp just let dave floney and favreau do something on their own and as they are and doing genius stuff with it and just put it in the hands of people that can get the work done yeah yeah i agree uh star trek news we got our first look at the strange new worlds and lower decks crossover uh it was quickly taken offline but there are stills floating around of it where we see um the two characters from lower decks being beamed aboard the enterprise nice. uh live action versions so i'm really looking forward to that crossover that's fun i mean it's just fun <laughs> yeah i love it uh and then funko games has revealed a cranium busting star trek cryptic tabletop game um so it's an escape room style game uh and it r- arrives this june i've never played an escape room tabletop game i'm not sure how that works i haven't either um but i mean over covid we did an escape room like online and it was cool like how it worked it was it was we did it (laughs) so i believe it can be done (laughs) i mean how did it how did it work because i mean at least online you're separated into you're 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 isolated from the people around you. 
Yeah, we were all like on the same team together. It was like a we were trying to like launch a rocket or something. It wasn't like you can't get out of a room. It was a little bit different, but you had to do puzzles and stuff like that. Ah, got you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I'll I'll take a look at this. Um, Not that I play board games in person with anybody, so I'll just be looking at it. Yeah. Anyways, it's a great time to jump to commercial, and we'll be back with more Tally Talk. DFET Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. We are back, so let's talk crowd sorcery. Uh, first up, I found this. Uh, this was just shoved in my face repeatedly daily on social media. Daily. And then I was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to look into it because I'm like, what is this? And then I decided that, man, I needed, I needed to pay better attention to it. Uh, so bad idea. Uh, their latest Kickstarter project it calls, is called Megalith. Um, and it's by DFAT's favorite, Matt Kent, yeah. uh, who's partnering with legendary artist Louis uh la rosa uh and it's gonna be what's this description epic of unparalleled detail and artistry the result of a mammoth five-year production journey where no expense was spared <laughs> like yeah what is it about i don't know right you know like that's the thing with bad ideas like they kind of like get all into themselves it's a cosmic odyssey that's that's what we know and Matt Kint is amazing. You know, he teamed up with this is the same artist who did um I think they did uh Ninjack together. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Does, so they've they've worked together at Valiant, these guys. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Which, you know, uh, obviously why we know that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh Bad Idea has no problem funding their Kickstarters. Uh <laughs> So I, the draw for those comics are great. Um, 15 days left to go to back it. They're at $329,000 of $10,000. Yeah. Just amazing. Awesome. What's this next one? Sketch. So that has to do with this guy, Michael Ratcliffe. Or Rat, Ratliff, sorry. He, uh, it's his sketchbook, 80 pages of artwork. Um, he is actually the artist on a variant cover for the next project, which is don't talk to the dead. Um, so yeah, he, he just does really fun, weird pop culture stuff. Um, I think you would very much. Oh, one, <laughs> which one? The crow, the crow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So he, he just has a different type of style of artwork. Um, and his don't talk to the dead cover, uh, which is written by myself and Ruben Romero, and that's coming out through Bad Bug um, in the next couple of weeks. So we're leaving the pre-launch link in there for you guys. But yeah, it's um, Don't Talk to the Dead is kind of, it's the Goonies meets Dante's Inferno, about a group of kids who have to go to hell to save their friend's soul. It's very, I don't know, it's wild. <laughs> it's, it's this book that we've been working on for a couple of years, and 
really, really excited to finally see it uh, come to life. Very nice. Very nice. So we'll leave those links in there. Yeah. Get over there and back some indie comics and more. Um, speaking of kind of indie comics, um, one of my favorites, Tony S. Daniel is launching a new war-torn fantasy epic series called Edenwood. Uh, drops this September from Image Comics. So he's going to be doing both the writing and the pencils on this, um, and then coloring bar by Marcelo Maiolo, uh, who's also worked on Noctera, Noctera with him. Oh, uh, nice. Okay. This this is hailed as an eons-long series of multiverse wars between demons and witches has found Earth as its latest battleground. Uh, the battle pits Necronema, the demonic land which supplanted the Midwest 20 years ago against Edenwood, the witchcraft-controlled area of land that protects the rest of the U.S. So this is a kind of a based-in-reality fantasy story, uh, which is always interesting. Reminds me of a few other um, stories like that that people have done over the last couple of years. I want it. Yeah. It's awesome. (laughs) I don't know what this what is big game? Uh, so big game and wanted to are the next comics from Mark Millar. So big game is his, uh, as he said, secret wars level crossover with 22 years worth of Millar world characters Sorry, combined. What? Yes. You can pre-order it. It's on TFAW. Of course I've pre-ordered it and got all the covers and Ooh. I sent you the email the other day. <laughs> And then, and then on top of that, he announced Wanted Two, which will be a sequel. Um, you know what happened? I think that's years, thirteen years or more. I can't remember when Wanted came out a long time ago. So yeah, it's you know what happened to those characters, and there's crossover with Jupiter's Legacy and that. So god damn, I am beyond excited to see all of his characters in a comic book series. So yes. Very pumped. I guess I, I guess it's all alluded to in Nemesis, which I was waiting to binge Nemesis, but now I'm gonna have to binge it. <laughs> no, I mean that's, uh, I mean, did it? It just wrapped up, probably. If it's yeah, I think so. Like this week, wrap up. That's awesome. I uh, know. <laughs> about time, honestly. Uh, with all the issues that he's had with the Netflix deal, and uh, this is the kind of stuff that we kind of wanted to see brought to life. And yes. Maybe this will propel that uh, into more things. So, very excited. I'll go pre-order that immediately. Um, right. After the show, <laughs> uh, let's jump over to TV streaming news. The Alien um, anthology show. Uh, I think that's right from Noah Holly. That's um, coming to FX. Has cast Sidney Chandler in the in the lead role. Now, wait a minute. Which? So this. Which one is the actual alien show versus the anthology show? Is there two shows or no? No, I think this is still the same project. Okay. okay. Yeah. Excellent. Um, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to once they really get into the alien predator side of things. They've already done Prey, uh, which yep. was great. And I'm looking forward to more things along those lines for Predator. But alien... To me, with uh, this and then uh, the movie, what is it, the, the Ridley Scott movie that's going to be coming out as well, uh, it seems like 
it seems like we'll be heading back into Xenomorph world once again. Yeah, I think um, it's finally, right? (laughs) And that movie was supposed to start filming in March, so they could be done in the next couple months as far as that new Alien movie goes. Uh, So it's very interesting. Awesome. Can't I cannot wait uh, with with Disney now owning 20th Century and saying got some more money behind it resources. They're not scared to do R-rated properties, uh, so it's perfect, and I'm really excited to see it. Um, Sweet Tooth, which I have regrettably not watched any of it yet. Uh, Season 2 dropped, and now Season 3 is greenlit, and I think it's the the It's the final season, yeah. Awesome. Jeff Lemire uh, wrote the original comics. It's good stuff, uh, and I need to watch it. Same. That's just, just more stuff, you know, another thing to watch. But yeah, I, I definitely want to watch it, especially because it's hate. Yeah. And I know it's good. And I know that it's going to have a proper ending. Exactly. So. Exactly. Speaking of endings, uh, Yellowstone will wrap up with season five with a sequel series coming in December. I mean, they're going to keep doing these series because they're popular. I had read yep. before this. I mean, I read that Kevin Costner was leaving. I was like, oh, they're going to kill him off in the show. And then this where the the show is actually ending so we will see because i have not watched this either and i really want to because i love westerns and modern westerns and whatnot yeah i again i want to watch that (laughs) i want to watch that whole world because it just sounds great and everyone loves them so yeah i want to get all inside of them yeah (laughs) for sure uh why don't you talk about clone high and the return of it yeah, there's there's a new Clone High. So, um, you know, I love this show. It was on MTV. It was Phil Lord and Chris Miller. It's at least my first introduction with those guys. And um, a lot of, like, I don't know, stupidity that shows up in, like, the Lego movie and Across the Spider-Verse and all that stuff. The stuff that they do, you can see, comes from this show. So, yeah, they're rebooting it. It's getting put on Max. Um, and I think it comes out in June. So we got a trailer for it. Yeah. yeah. X drops what? May 23rd, I believe. Yep. Which was, yep. I Less thought a week. Doing, yeah. But we're really excited because there's a lot of stuff like, oh, we're relaunching Max. Great. We know. But you're doing a lot of stuff you should have done at the beginning. But whatever. We got some cool stuff coming, including Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai, which the new trailer made me more, even more excited for this show. Um, and I, I read a good review of uh about it on bloody disgusting as well uh so i love gremlins i love that world and i'm just really surprised it's taken this long to to do more with it that's just it right i don't like i said when i watched that first trailer it wasn't for me but if it is successful that means more gremlins and that i would be excited to see another live action gremlins movie yeah i mean if you if you're not sold on it yet, watch this this trailer. I'll watch the second one. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, it concentrates more on, I guess, more like what the story is going to be about and um, and the gremlins and stuff. So very cool. Um, a lot of the mythos that led up to the movies. So I, I kind of like that going back and talk like the for scene. this. Yeah, that makes sense. The scale of it is kind of interesting on the animation level. So looks like a lot of fun. Um, 
I'm not a huge Walking Dead fan, uh, which I've made very apparent over the years of this show. Uh, but uh, the show where it's going to be taking place in New York City uh, called Dead City. I watched the trailer the other day. It's more of the same, but there are some interesting things in that. Um, kind of just the change of, A, the environment. Uh, the two lead characters are probably my favorite from the show um, originally. And there's some weird looking monsters in it that uh, seemingly are different than just regular zombies, which, you know, is a little bit more interesting, I guess, on that scale. At the same time, this isn't something I'm going to be running to the TV to watch. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably won't watch it um, only because I don't know. I think maybe it's done for me now. I am curious because of where I stopped, these two would not be together. I am a little curious to know, you know, even though I read the comics, I didn't finish it. So I don't know how these guys, I doubt this happens in the comics too, that this, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I they know. so much from the comics anyways in the original. Right, yeah, yeah. they did. Was yeah. Survive, what is it? Survive the Walking Dead or whatever the other show was. Fear the Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead, yeah, yeah. So I have I have no idea what's going on in this world after season four, maybe five. I don't know. So um, in news I care about, Nick uh, <laughs> Foster, who played Evil Lynn in the 1980s Dolph Lundgren He-Man film, will be returning to the Motu world as Motherboard in <laughs> Revolution. Revolution? Is that what it is? Yeah. Revelations? Which one's Revelations? Revelations, the first one. This one's Revolution. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay, cool. Uh, on that on the sh- on a show earlier when it was first announced, you like probably did. It was like, what the hell's going on? All right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Revelations of Revolution. Cool that Meg Foster's coming back. That is exciting. <laughs> exactly. I think these kind of um, these connections that they make and and bring people back. Um, but it's it's star studded, and I'm really yeah. looking forward to this, and I I I hope it, you know, calls for more after this. So, um, yeah, that's a rub. Yeah, um, Archer, which I haven't watched in a long time. I was up on Archer for a long time. I enjoy the show. I enjoy the humor. Uh, we'll end with their final season. I believe it's 14. Yeah, uh, starting in August. Yeah, it, same. I watched it pretty religiously, and then I. I don't know what if there was like a gap in time between seasons or whatever it was, but I just fell off. Um, but this makes me want to kind of like see how it. I, I like that whole crew. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's 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 good stuff. Um, and then last up, with uh, Dial of Destiny hitting theaters soon, Disney Plus has taken advantage of all the Indiana Jones fronts. So they're finally finally going to put the. Um, what they're calling the adventures of young Indiana Jones on D plus dropping on May 31st. But the show was the chronicles of young Indiana Jones or something along those lines back in the day. So they changed the title. Um, I remember watching this show as a kid. I remember liking it, I think. So I I'm looking forward to rewatching it. It had a different name. Yeah. The young Indiana Jones chronicles. That's it. Yep. Okay, 92 to 93. <laughs> oh, man, Sean Patrick Flannery. It was a good show. I mean, I, I have to rewatch it. I remember very much enjoying it. So, yeah. I mean, that's late elementary school for us. Yeah, man. 
So that we was were great. pretty young when that dropped. Um, yeah. And that's still technically an 80s thing in the early 90s. So <laughs> Yeah, you got until 95 when you're still in the 80s. <laughs> Let's talk about um I'm eagerly eagerly anticipating the re-release of Dune in IMAX for the second third time. Um so I can actually watch it in IMAX cuz I'm very disappointed in myself I did not. Um but Dune 2 dropped its first trailer and pff, let's go. I was going to so I was going to avoid it and then we went and saw um what just came out that we just saw I don't know Evil Dead something something in IMAX which apparently wasn't so oh Guardians and my wife still hasn't seen the first Dune even though I beg her to watch it all the time and she saw this preview and she was like so we really need to watch Dune I was like yup I was like this is exactly the kind of shit you're into like this is I go all those other star people they got it from this guy (laughs) oh yeah yeah one of the most like the original sci-fi epics. Yeah, uh, it's so good. <laughs> and I and I like I like these adaptations. Um, this the well at least the first one so far. Yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to the TV show. Uh, so I hope they really uh, swirled out everything. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean we've always stopped at like what Children of Dune or like a little bit after like into the story where we have not gotten to the like the meat the real meat of the story. So yeah, hopefully. We get that eventually. Um, there's been a lot of talk about the return of Babylon Five, the um, the J the J Michael Straczynski TV show uh, that was based on the Starbase. It sounds very much like DS Nine, but I've never watched it. Um, people love it, so it's 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 garnered this. So according to uh, all the news outlets, a new animated movie. Uh, titled Babylon, Babylon Babylon 5 The Road Home continues the, the original story where it left off when the original series ended. Um, the synopsis is travel across the galaxy with John Sheridan as he unexpectedly finds himself transported through multiple timelines and alternate realities in a quest to find his way back home. It sounds like Farscape to me. I think this is before Farscape. Or maybe it's around the same time. But yeah, I mean, like, this was all like, I think Voyager was out at the same time, or maybe Deep Space Nine. And I I remember being like, at that time, there was only one Star Trek, right? And like, that was it for like sci fi epics. I guess Battlestar, you know, maybe V, like, there wasn't as much. So I remember Babylon 5 in my brain being like, is this Star Trek? But what is this? The other stuff you mentioned. (laughs) came in the in the in the early 2000s so when you have that time of the mid he's into late 90s when yeah um the next 93 to 98 right exactly so it all of those shows kind of crossed over in that same time um that timeline yeah Yeah. all right well cool for this (laughs) uh gran turismo uh video game adaptation I did not watch the trailer. I am just still hoping for Days of Thunder 2. Why don't why don't we not just get that? Well, first of all, um that movie Ford versus Ferrari is amazing if you want that kind of action. Uh but this trailer is good. Like if you're going to do this I didn't they say it's based off a true story. I didn't look it up, but it's basically 
they train video gamers to drive the cars. So like they keep putting these gamers through real test. So using their gamer knowledge plus actually experiencing like G forces and all that. I was like, this is kind of a cool idea. <laughs> that is a smart idea. Yeah. <laughs> Very enter game. <laughs> It's, that's it. It's war. It's war games. You, you know, Matthew Broderick, like le- he's a, you know, whatever chess player or whatever. And like, I can't remember that movie, but yes, same type of idea. That is neat. That's yeah. way better than, than a racing race. That's what I'm saying. It's, it is a racing game, but it's not, you know, the same Ender's game, you know, a little bit of that kind of feel. Neat. I will watch the trailer now. Uh, it looks like we're going back to the world of Blair Witch. Uh, the original, um, the original team that brought us the first movie, seemingly will be going back and bringing us a requel, a sequel. I don't know. There's just been a few things in that Blair Witch world that I haven't watched. I know they did the reboot. Um, what in the 2016? Adam Wingard did it. Yes, yeah. I never watched that. Um, so I don't know what. Is there is there still love for the Blair Witch Project? What do you what do you see happening here? Found footage. I think it's because of the name. You know, it still means something to people, and they can do these things for cheap. So it's not so much of an investment. So if they throw like two, four, ten million at it, it makes sixty. It's a success. You know, they hope, even though the other one did not. You know what I mean? So maybe they'll make it for even cheaper. I don't care. You know, if I hear it's good, I'll watch it. If it sounds like it's shit, I won't. I didn't watch the other one. It sounded like it was shit. Right. Exactly. Um, so I, I, you have not watched the mag. We talked about that pre-show. Um, yeah. That's something like, I like shark movies. Shark me too. Survivor. I just haven't watched it yet. Yeah. And this movie actually really surprised me. I thought it would be kind of garbage, but it was action-packed and a lot of fun. And I mean, you know, most of the time, Jason Statham delivers a good movie he uh, you know he so. does yeah he does and so the meg 2 trailer dropped uh which looks crazier than the first one with even more sharks um and it comes out this summer so it's 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 coming soon so you check it out i will watch it and i also have heard that the meg book is like amazing I've heard that it's a very good book and like the movie isn't bad, but like the book is like even create. It's like Jurassic Park. Like it's a great book from what I've heard. Huh. I did not know it was a book. Mm-hmm. I don't know what books are anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> something that's been rumored for a long time uh, was Beetlejuice 2 uh, with Jenna Ortega working with Tim Burton on Wednesday. Uh, there was this rumor that she would be playing Lydia's daughter. And now it's all coming true. Uh, and we've got casting news and this movie's going to happen. And it's great. I, um, what do you think about this? Uh, who's been cast? Um, Justin Theroux in an unknown role. Um, but every, like, not everyone, like, but Winona Ryder's back, you know, as Lydia. Jenny Ortega's his, or her daughter. Catherine O'Hara is the stepmom. And like that's kind of it. Oh, isn't it? Oh, Otho, that guy. I don't know if that guy's still alive, but William Defoe. Oh, Will. Yeah, sorry, William Defoe. Oh. Sorry, I thought you meant Otho, like the, like 
snake oil salesman from the first movie, the like designer guy. Willem Dafoe, yeah, I don't know who he is either. You know, he's that guy. Maybe he's that guy, which would be funny if he's that type of guy. Um, or maybe he's in hell. You know, there's so many. Who knows what is even happening? I'm assuming. You know, Lydia's daughter finds Beetlejuice and brings him back and havoc ensues. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm just excited. I'm over the moon. You know, Danny Elfman's like, I'm already getting to work. I'm like, this is happening. (laughs) Do you remember? Do you remember that first comic that we covered for DFAT way back in the day on Kickstarter? And the guy took a long time to put it out. Because he was going to like script writing school and they're talking about be- the sequel to Beetlejuice and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Full yeah. Circle. I mean, like, yeah, we've been talking about it since the beginning. So 2012, we've been talking that long, if not longer, just behind the, you know what I mean? Off podcast about this whole Beetlejuice too. They talk about it all the time. Great. Very excited. I am also very excited for the sequel to Attraction because I really dug that first uh, Chris Hemsworth movie. I, it was a lot of, it was just action packed and badass and a real surprise to me. Um, and I did not watch this trailer yet. And I'm not sure I'm going to. I might just watch the movie. Honestly, I'm of the same mindset. I really enjoyed it. It was super fun. It wasn't expected. You know, it's not based off of something, maybe. Maybe it's a book. I don't know. But point is, uh yeah, I'm in. Just show me the movie. Uh, I'm I'm excited. Uh and then last up in movies, Five Nights at Freddy's, which I've never really jumped on board with. So I'm not really super familiar with it, but Blumhouse is releasing a movie of it and the teaser dropped and people are creeped out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting because it's going to streaming the same day it hits theaters in October. Um, so that's a bold move for them, but I haven't played the game. I knew it was for like kids, like my 16 year old niece and nephew both play it. Um, so I don't know if it's like rated R, I would assume it's PG 13 to get kids to see it. Right. That makes sense. It's yeah. I would imagine it's like a hard PG 13. Yeah. We're not the best to talk about this. We have no idea. No, exactly. Or for you know kids, yeah, yeah, and we'll probably like it too because we dig that kind. Probably, yeah. Um, jumping over to gaming news and something we can actually talk about. Um, Double Dragon Gaiden: Rise of the (laughs) Dragon. Uh, this is great. Uh, this I I forgot what the company is, but they did the dra the Double Dragon four or whatever it was a few years ago. Um, and this looks even better. This has yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. I just um, what I like about it is it's kind of a retelling of the story, um, but it's a different take. It's definitely like Shredder's Revenge in the fact that like now Marion is not a damsel in distress. Instead, she has like a giant bazooka that she shoots at people. Um, so I'm really looking forward to this uh, new chapter in Double Dragon. Yeah, that that was the best part. Was like you could see um other characters you know what i mean like not just the what is it billion bobby or whatever (laughs) like so i'm 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 happy it's another game for us to just kind of you know pick up and go i love these kind of games 
Yes, exactly. It's just a fun, like, you don't have to, like, dedicate a ton of time to it. Um, things like that. So, what is, what is Flashback 2? Yeah, so, right. The original Flashback game, I want to say, is from, like, the 90s. And yeah, now there's a there's like a new one coming out. Again, it's been put off, put off, put off, and finally just randomly PlayStation dropped a trailer for it, like um, saying like, "Yep, nope, this is coming out in November." Remember, oh, thirty years, thirty, 30 years. years. So it was a cyberpunk game. I remember for you know my gateway or whatever, and um, they're kind of updating, you know, the graphics obviously and a lot more. But yeah, this is an old, old, old school game. <laughs> yeah, I was I when I when I looked up the history of it, I was just like, wow, that took a while to make a sequel for this. It must. Yeah. What? Someone's what? asking for it. That's what I'm saying. Like, who who comes up with the idea? Let's make flashback, too. But hey, I mean, cyberpunk stuff is very popular. And, you know, I'd love to see another option when it comes to video gaming. So, yeah. Um, mouse. So this is this is something that just looks kind of wild. It's gonna. I forgot to put the trailer in here, but uh, this is like a first-person shooter in like a very old-school cartoony, uh, like how they used to almost. I can say how they used to draw like Mickey Mouse back in the day. Um, lot just lines and not much graphics, but it's like looks super violent. Uh, like Cuphead a little bit. A little bit like Cuphead in, in yeah that yeah. Uh, so this this I thought looked interesting, and I'd I'd love to try it for free. <laughs> yeah, it's you know it looks cool. You know what I mean? Um, I'm yeah, it just looks cool. That's it. I don't know if it would be good or not, but it looks interesting. Uh, if you're an MMO fan, uh, Lord of the Rings will be coming to that format uh, in the works from Amazon Games. So. Interesting enough, we've seen a couple games in the Lord of the Rings um, world, and then we got the Gollum game coming out. Uh, now this. Um, I'm not the biggest MMO fan, as I've expressed many times, um, but I do like to give them a try, and I think it is interesting to set the world of um, Lord of the Rings in one. So they've, they've had one a long time ago. It was Lord of the Rings Online. Um, and it, you know, it lasted for a little while and Amazon itself has had its own MMO, which bombed out the new world. So I don't really have any faith, you know, I don't really play MMOs, but these two we'll see. (laughs) It would be great if they nail it. But like, I just don't, I, I guess for me, like, A, I don't play them, and maybe this is, like, a lack of knowledge, but it's like, do I want another giant effing world to go to? Like, isn't World of Warcraft enough? Or do I need another giant world? Like, that's where I get, like, overwhelmed with these open-world games sometimes, and I know you love them, and it's not like I don't like them, but I'm just like, it's just so big. Like, even Forza is such a massive thing. It's like, do I want another massive thing to jump into? It's overwhelming for me. They don't end. I mean, yeah, the no story, and and then there's a new one, and and so forth. So, if you jo- if you enjoy ongoing gaming, that's fine. But I also longest form storytelling, I guess. Right, but I'm also not a big fan of them to begin with because I like that solitary RPG experience where it's just we don't is, play well with others, I guess. I do not. No, I do. Um, one of my favorite things growing up was the Twelve Tasks of Asterix. 
if you know of Asterix and Obelix, a uh, classic cartoon duo. Uh, they're Gauls. They, comic strip, I think, right? Comic strip. Um, yeah. yeah, it's very, I mean, this dates back, you know, to old school stuff. But I grew up on the VHS tape of that movie. And it was it was one of my favorite things. And so there's been some some things here and there that have tried to bring this back. But there's a new uh, card game um, coming to PC consoles, including Switch, which I'll probably check it out on Switch because I love these type of things on Switch. Um, it's called Asterix and Obelix Heroes. Uh, mm. So you build teams of characters and then you go fight the Romans. It's a cool idea. Good. Uh, nice to see that those characters still have life. <laughs> well that's it right i mean it's it is interesting to see that uh i think they're very famous in france i so i i think that that's where it's continued in the zeitgeist um and and people who remembered from their childhood and so uh we'll see i'll i'll pick it up all right so we've been talking about a mortal kombat 12 for a very long time uh there's been rumors of a mortal kombat reboot happening and today not after this show as usual but before this show happened we got the announcement of mortal kombat 1 a retelling of the story which looks freaking amazing because this time Liu kang is the fire god who comes down like raiden did and initiates mortal kombat this trailer it's a different it's a different telling of the or like how Mortal Kombat started. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna do this, but this trailer is insane. Um, I love Mortal Kombat. I think this is a smart way to do it. It and this uh, the trailer looks it, it's gorgeous. I want to see some gameplay from the, the actual game. It drops in September. Yeah, this was a huge announcement because. That's a short window between announcement and release. You can pre-order it. So we're recording this on the 18th. Pre-orders come out tomorrow. Um, I often don't pre-order video games anymore because I think developers are pieces of shit that don't finish games and shouldn't get our money for it. But that being said, you're right. Trailer looks incredible. Um, They're calling it Mortal Kombat 1. So, you know, is it a requel? Is it a reboot? I would imagine the NetherRealm people are smart and it somehow is like, it, it almost feels like God of War, you know, when the one came out for the PlayStation 4, like kind of like, oh, okay, like this is a whole new God of War. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, no, this isn't a new God of War. This is always Kratos and shit is just insane. You know, I have a feeling like that's the, that's the twist is something pretty wild happens in that world. And we see why it is the way it is. So you know, I I don't play Mortal Kombat games, but I play Injustice games. I have played every Mortal Kombat game ever released, but, you know, this one might make me buy it, not just play it at a friend's house. Yeah, I picked up Mortal Kombat 11. It was awesome. Um, I I fall off fighting games very quickly because I don't play them. Because we don't play, yeah. Um, but I have, a, I have a great, like, Injustice, both games. I have a great time yeah. starting those games and getting into them. Uh, but yep. like, like you said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to play this game. Uh, I don't know. I'm probably not going to buy it right off. Of course. I still have to buy final fantasy 16, uh, which comes out next month, but I have other priorities, but I'm very excited for this announcement and I'm very excited for the, for the road they're taking with it. Um, it looks so super violent. 
so incredibly i was just like this is fun oh no this is insanity right when he comes down he like rips i think it's half um with his fire god powers i'm just like yeah yeah it was a wild trailer last up in gaming news a little tabletop news uh for the first time ever john carpenter's halloween beginning a board game uh from trick-or-treat studios and this is a one versus many game i guess that's the um the style of gaming it is it sounds kind of like how they uh like like the video games like the day by dead by daylight and 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 in that kind of light right so somebody plays as michael myers and the other people are the victims yeah which sure you know what i mean like that's that's fine it's something i would i would try out for sure i would definitely take a look here's the catch three to four players so you're already limiting where you like a lot of games which i love nowadays are like you can play as one person you can play through it uh by yourself or with two people but this definitely looks like more of a party game um i'm not saying anything bad about it but um it's pretty exciting to see more and more halloween uh stuff coming out can I just say real quick, um, in regards to what you just mentioned about playing games like solo, I I do want to throw well two things. I didn't put it in the the Kickstarter in the crowdsourcery. Outgunned by the people who do the um, that cinematic one that I got. They have a new game out. Remember yeah, this? Huh? <laughs> Was it what was that game back in the eighties where it was like on VHS and you would have the ship and you would shoot at the screen and it's like Captain Pop. You go you go on. I'm just I don't even know what you're talking about. Outgunned is by two little mice. Two little mice are the ones who created that I bought and we played it with Aaron. Uh Broken Compass. Those guys. So they have a new cinematic action RPG, which I need to put into the crowd sorcery thing but anyway i also did a crowd sorcery thing for the solo adventures toolbox and that was a way so that you can play solo rpgs like you roll the dice and they give you it's like choose your own adventure so oh you get like one through 14 when you rolled and then you go to like that page and you read the description and it tells you like what happens next and it's actually kind of cool so anyway just to uh, throw that out there that's great if you don't remember what Captain Power is, you got to go look that up. I also look at that, yeah. <laughs> but, my friend, what, what time is it? It's Pursuit of Classic Time. All right, toy hunters and action figure enthusiasts, this is the Pursuit of Plastic. Uh, first up, Playmates. We've talked a little bit about Super 7 and their homage line to the classic playmates line for tmnt they did kind of like a cease and desist with them which you can see with their latest super seven's latest line how they deviated from doing remakes of the classic figures to doing their own thing now we know why playmates is basically their own mochu origins thing and re-releasing the classic figures um in their classic molds and with vintage-esque packaging um Right now, you can get the Brothers 4, you can get a Villains 4-pack, or even a Villains 6-pack, which adds two figures to the Villains 4-pack. 
Yeah, it's a smart idea. It's a good way to package it for the value and the money. So it's, I guess, fine. It's just like, how did you get the rights to do it in the beginning? Like, you know, why didn't you get this figured out? You mean Super 7? Yeah. How they, I I would imagine that they just, they, they paid Playmates some money. And then Playmates came back and said, you know what? With the popularity of deals of monsters and yeah. and and things like that that they've been re-releasing. Oh, even even these these vintage Star Wars toys, these these retro line ones. So a lot of the retro figures are coming back, and it's mm-hmm. an open. I mean, TMNT is one of the greatest toy lines of all time. Right. So I am having a hard time not buying these. <laughs> Uh, over to Hasbro news, uh, we got some really cool, uh, I would say, unique figures coming. Uh, I, the ones I kind of like to collect more these days. So they did the droids homage figures uh, as a Target exclusive, and then they were wide released later. Now they're doing an Ewoks two-pack based on the animated <laughs> show. Um, so that's in sure. the TV size, so the 3.75. Yeah. I love this kind of stuff. I think that um, this, when they're doing EU figures, they're doing this next one. I love that. Yeah, I love this too. You get the little coin and, you know, I used to watch this cartoon. I actually started showing my daughter uh, the other day, this one. So, yeah, it's I'm all for it. Awesome. Spread the, spread the joy of Star Wars. <laughs> I try. Because I can't anymore. Um Black Series. Uh, we get another video game figure. Uh, this time is Darth Malgus, which is one of the coolest designs of a Sith Lord ever. Uh, he's from uh, Tor, uh, yeah. and this figure will be dropping soon. I've I pre-ordered this and the previous thing I just talked about because, like I said, this is what I want to collect. Period. Yeah, we'll we'll get a new Star Killer this year, no doubt in my mind. I, I hope they do a six-inch figure. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Um, they've been re-releasing that that vintage collection. Give us that six-inch Dash Rendar. Like, well, just give it. Give us all of it. Like, what the fuck? Or um, we could just we could go on. But I will go on with the show. Um, the Golden Archive series from Hasbro for D and D is adding Drizzt, uh, which is great. Uh, they did. The very first D&D figure they released, I believe, was the Drizzt. It was, yes. One of them, that Panther is that I, I have that set. Um, and I'm very excited because I hope they do more of these characters. I want his his Icewind Dale companions. I want more stuff outside the movie figures, which are great. And I need to watch that movie now that it's on Paramount+. Plus. But these figures all look pretty good. This is a little wonky looking uh, compared to the other one. But... Um, I'm excited nonetheless that they're doing more D and D figures. That's it's, it's bittersweet because the figure doesn't look great. It's not as good as the other figure. The Cape looks like shit. Like it just, you know what I mean? Like he looks too small for everything he's got on. Like, I don't like this figure. I don't know what's going on with Dungeons and Dragons right now. Like, I don't know how they're marketing things because like, you're marketing it to your players, but your players are not your general audience. They are not getting general audiences to 
buy in, unfortunately, because that movie is so good. And I read the reviews now after it's been released to general audiences and everyone's like, that's a great movie. <laughs> like, So, you know, I think it would have made a lot more, but I think they just didn't know how to get it to people the right way. So, you know, this is fine. I hope we see some more stuff. Um, it's a huge world, right? Like we haven't even talked about magic, the gathering. We haven't talked about dragon Lance because I want all of that stuff. Like they, they haven't done nearly as much. They're just kind of dipping their toes in. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Um, sorry. Went off. No, it's fine. I mean, that's go see the movie. Make your own Ratchet judgment. Or, yeah. Yeah. Man. yeah. If you have um, plus it's there. So get on it. Uh, just like I will be. Uh, next up, McFarlane Toys has released some previews for new upcoming figures. Two gold label figures, Sinestro Corps, Batman, and Alan Scott Dread Lantern from the Dark Multiverse um, anthology stories. Both cool. I don't care. I'm not going to pick up either. I have Sinestro <laughs> Batman from when the Four Horsemen did it with DC Universe Classics. Dread Lantern, Alan Scott. Uh, I'm just begging the question, where is the regular Alan Scott figure, uh, which is probably on the way uh, since they just did Jay Garrick. So and they started with that weird Jay Garrick from the page punchers anyway. So yep. we'll get them. I just yep. and next one, the two faced Batman from Batman Reborn, a storyline so long ago that was, in my opinion, just not that great. Um, it's a cool design. But. Again, I'm just kind of like. I'm happy that he's tackling these oddball characters, um, versions of the characters and storylines. But a lot of people are still asking, where are these classic versions of the characters? So, um, And where are the continuations on some of the characters? You know what I right. mean? Like, he did get better. Now he does it. But you also started it way back in the beginning where you haven't done any follow-ups to some of those characters like it's great that now he's doing series and waves but like we need you still got to go back and kind of work on some stuff like where's my nightfall like don't give me half of it <laughs> yeah nightfall batman's on its way and it seems yeah trickling but like you're right like they did teen titans animated cyborg where's the rest of those figures all of them yeah. but, like dc universe classics kind of did the same thing and eventually they started you know when they did the subscription uh, they were able to complete teams and, and whatnot. But this is not a new complaint, uh, but you're right. It's just kind of weird to me. Like, where are the rest of the, where are the real death of Superman figures? You're doing these mm -hmm. new, new versions of it. Um, but for us who grew up in that a era and they, and want those classic versions of the characters, where are they? Yep. Yeah. Say the upcoming steel figure is from that, but steel still kind of looks like the same that he does you know, in some ways, but I, I, I don't know. They've changed the costume. At least they're not doing that odd one. Um, so maybe we'll get a doomsday build a figure, you know, in light of what I was just saying. With fucking hope so. <laughs> Give me some more JSA. Give me where are these female figures um, as well. So you just did the, you just did some legs for Wonder Woman. So now you got these molds. So yep. Some cool stuff. Uh, speaking of female figures, 1966 Batgirl will be joining that line uh, along with Scuba Mask, Batman, and Robin. Um, this is not, this is apparently not, what's her name? Yvonne Craig, who played the original Batgirl in the show. 
I guess they couldn't get the rights to her, so this is not exactly her face, uh, but they're still hmm. a figure. They won't be doing like an unmasked version like they usually do for this line. Um, I think it's a great line. Uh, of course, I'll be picking this. Yeah, it's a, it, keep them coming, right? Like, just finish them out. <laughs> uh, and then there's two exclusives that just dropped uh, on the McFarland Toy Store uh, shop online over the couple last uh, past couple of weeks. We have the Flash from the upcoming movie, the Speed the Speed Force version, which I think looks better than the one they put out to the general public. Uh, but I still don't care enough to buy Ezra Miller figures. I'm not really in support of him, but I'm still really excited for this movie for what it's going to bring us. And I've heard it's great. So, you know, it's not for me. Ezra Miller is not for me. Hopefully they change him out eventually. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm not really into actors playing, you know, the characters for some of it's iconic. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I suppose, a Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man, like that is Iron Man for all intents and purposes. You know what I mean? Even if he gets replaced in 20 years or something, it's it's still him. So for that, but Ezra Miller, they've just done so much shit. And I don't think they should even be allowed to continue on as this character, despite, you know, any of the like how great it could be just because of bullshit they pulled. You know what I mean? Didn't really seem to come out and say hey I, I didn't mean to do that <laughs> it was wb saying yeah they're in therapy now and you know they're all good <laughs> yeah so yeah I, I don't i don't like that uh and the other one that's that dropped and i bought and is already at my house uh superman unchained if you remember that yeah, Scott Snyder yeah, miniseries that he did with jim lee's art this this design i think is super weird uh it's like <laughs> almost like like anime mech armor it reminds me of i drawing a blank of the enemy it reminds me of but they did a patina version of it uh it's red and gray it's very cool looking yeah it is instantly like impulsively buying it um it's it's <laughs> ten thousand pieces so i'd like he's doing more of this uh designer stuff with you know the collector in mind because it comes in a cool collector's box um it's a little bit more expensive than the regular figures. Not much more, but I am hopeful that we see more of this. Just like he did the the big bag toy store. Uh, what was it? The gray and the gray and white line yep. that they're doing. So, yep. um, cool. Very nice. Looks great. <clears throat> Lego. I you, I think you put the space age stuff on here. Um, I saw on on the social media where somebody bought. I think it's one set. And you can do different things with it. Yeah. Uh, and they bought a bunch when they did the different pictures you can do. So there's these different space scapes. Uh, yeah. Art looking different colors that you can you can build. And it looked beautiful on this person's wall. Uh, and I think that it's really neat that they're doing more stuff like that. That's it. I like that they're getting artistic. You know what I mean? Like it's really a living art. It used to be a toy. It's really not. You know what I mean? Like, these are like little sculptures. So, yeah, this one price point's 50 bucks for a piece of art that you make, I, yeah. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, I, I think it just looks cool. I, I'm probably going to get it for my geek room. I just think it looks nice. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of stuff exactly where I've started to kind of think about what do I want to display? I can buy all these action figures, I can buy these Lego sets, 
But in the end, it's just like now I'm at the point where I'm buying things for display. I'm buying things because I want them. Yeah. And they mean something and they look cool or whatever, you know. So um very excited for that that kind of stuff. Um next up we have the Disney one hundredth anniversary is happening. Uh there's yep. many ways to celebrate that. Uh one, of course, is this Disney villain icons, uh, which is a display. It comes with four minifigures, uh, Jafar, um, Maleficent, and who are the other two? Gaston uh, and the Snow White Wicked Witch thing. Yes. And so they're displayed with like these little trinkets from the movies and also with like a VHS tape and books. And so you build this whole little display. What a cool idea. I think it's really neat. Um, I thought it was exclusive to Target. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but you can pick it up on Target. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's um, it's cool because it's also they're going to do more. <laughs> like, you know, what I mean, like this is just a piece of it. So I, I really like it. And I, I like it's like that big VHS tape of that time. You know what I mean? When we were watching Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid and that's what they're showcasing so really oh man it's a smart idea yeah yeah absolutely it would it would be a really neat display if they did more of them and mm-hmm. they just all of that together yeah um this next one was teased throughout the last week and i i wasn't sure if it was real or not until they finally officially announced it but we're getting a bat cave shadow box uh this is based on batman returns Three hundred ninety nine dollars. Um, it's pretty big. It comes with uh, minifigures from the movie, including the Penguin, Max Shrek, um, Catwoman, Batman, Alfred. Um, and so I'd like the designs of the new minifigures, of course, because Batman Returns is probably my top Batman movie. Um, and, you know, this is this is great. It's a collector's piece. I, I like the shadow box idea, but. Here's the thing. I mean, it's like I saw somebody write, hey, we're we're sitting on top of hundreds of these these black Lego pieces. What can we do with it? Let's make a back. I mean, it's it is monochromatic completely. Um, I mean, you know, I've bought a couple back caves in my time. Do I need another one? Does my love of Batman Returns say buy this? I don't know. At 400 bucks. Yeah, I've got a Lego Batman return set and it has like a little penguin boat and um, I think it's from the Lego Batman movie. I think there's like a Joker mobile and stuff like that. So and it's cool. Uh, This honestly for me, this is it's going to take everything in my being not to buy it. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. I I, I love the look of it. A shadow box is like a great freaking idea. Christopher Walken as a Lego. I mean, like, what, what I, what don't I like about this? <laughs> I mean, it is it is Christopher Reeves' Doc Brown sculpt, but I can get past that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love it. Also, I love everything about it. It just needs a good payment plan. That's all. <laughs> so. True. Um, Mega Man from Jada, Jada Toys. This. This is something that just like blows my mind because there's so many little robots for that game. So many Mega Men. Um, this is 
this line is going to be pretty insane if it goes on. Yeah, Jada Toys, you know, they've done the Mario thing for a long time, um, and it's successful. And then they luckily, with the movie, they got to reboot those figures, and they're cool. Um, So, you know, Nintendo properties, there's not a lot of merchandise out there. You know what I mean? So this is the first time that I have seen Mega Man figures in a very long time that are, are that are this like this never in the history of toys that articulated and have you know extra goodies with them. Like uh, there isn't a line like that that's existed. So for a Mega Man fan, you know when I texted it to you, I was like, this is this is a must buy. Like I've been waiting a Mega Man figure that wasn't a Bandai nine hundred dollar figure my entire life or a statue. You know what I mean? Like, so finally, this is it. An accessible Mega Man figure. That, these figures will be like 15 bucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's really the key there is just if you have a good price point and you give, the, you give the collector the ability to buy them all because it's like, can you also interchange armor? You know, can you add armor? To well, the that's that, what I'm really wondering. Yeah. When does Mega Man X show up and shit? Like, I just, it's too much. It is. Uh, next up, Mezco 112 Collective Recovery Suit Superman. Uh, we knew this was on the way. The pre-order went up. I just, I couldn't help myself. Did, did you do it? I did. It's a beautiful, beautiful figure. I was. You know what? Mm-hmm. Go on. No, I've been tempted to buy a Recovery Suit Superman for a long time. I wanted to get. I, I think it was the Mafex that Mafex yeah. Figma had done one. I, I skipped that one. I was really mad McFarlane when they McFarlane did, did it. Yeah, McFarlane did it. I I have that one. Um, I I was I was really upset when they did that three pack for the Justice League movie because I actually like I'm I like Henry Cavill's Superman and actually that design was cool, but they didn't sell it individually. You had to buy it with the other two figures that I just I didn't want, especially not Ezra Miller. Um, so now that they're doing more of a comic accurate one with multiple heads and these cool accessories and the price point is a hundred under a hundred dollars again. Oh my gosh, Mesco. It's like, it's like you're listening to people who've been bitching about what you've been doing for the last few years. So maybe it won't take five years to come up. Right. That's also true. Um, you know, one thing that we, well, two things, it's a great looking figure. I'm wondering if 5K Toys will will do something with it and see what that looks like. But I was going to say is one thing we didn't put on here was the figure Obscura that um, uh, Store Horseman put out. And it is the Monkey King. <laughs> this is a character that has existed in Japanese folklore forever. You know, Chris and I are into that and Samurais and everything. And... You know, I live on the East Coast and they drop these things usually at 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. my time. Um, And, you know, he's typically still sleeping. So I felt really good. I had the alert set on my phone and I was like, I'm just going to snag him one. He's probably not going to be up. But, you know, I was glad I did because this figure is freaking awesome. (laughs) And I and I appreciate you. I've been having one of the honestly the roughest weeks of my life. Um, Yeah, that's true. It was like a highlight of my week that that you picked that up in the morning and was able to secure it. It was available for a while after the second release. It uh, was but with that first release. They can, they ship them pr- like oh, two weeks. Usually. Yeah. It's yeah. fast. 
it's I love this line. I love that it's not <laughs> centric, that they are doing more cultural things as well. Um, and that they did this figure. I, I was very excited when DC uh, brought the Monkey King into their their stable uh, yeah. and that they've been doing more, not just DC, but more and more. We're seeing this this figure from, you know, from from Asian folklore uh, becoming, you know, more incorporated into our zeitgeist. So awesome figure uh some really cool martial arts stuff with it as well so thank you my friend yeah i'm very very excited to get my hands on this uh and then last up hot toys they continue their clone wars run of star wars figures basing the the design from the animated show and then taking the the realistic look of the actor uh, character that they've done in say like the Palpatine figures and whatnot they did it with Anakin as with Hayden's face so you know what I'm saying they're doing Darth Sidious uh, in that whole get up well that's the thing it's like and it's why I, I have that one Ahsoka is that it looks like the Clone Wars mixed with um, Rosario Dawson and this is before Rosario Dawson was cast as Ahsoka it was just a fan Right. I think, I think it was they, like. Right. So anyway, you know, um, these are cool. They're like realistic come to life versions of your Clone Wars characters. And every time one comes out, I go, I can't do it because if I do it, I need all of them. Uh-huh. And it hurts not having Anakin and and, and uh, Obi-Wan right now to have it with Ahsoka. You know what I mean? And then I saw this and I'm just like, fuck, really? Come on, guys mace windu like i want the like that's the honestly those are the pinnacle versions of all those characters not the not the prequels it's that series so it's like i want them <laughs> i want that version more than i want the movie versions of these guys no absolutely i mean arguably clone wars is probably the best content that star wars has ever put out um arguably. and i argue that with a lot of people um and it's just I mean, with rebels though i mean i put them all together as well because <laughs> rebels is like... <laughs> right no exactly. it is but when you when you think i of, I, I know what you're saying it's, i don't okay. have to go exactly yeah. you think of when lucas and floney worked on this together yeah, yeah, yeah it actually was brought over to the new disney world yeah uh, it's important to realize how monumental clone wars is in the star wars like i stand you're right this would be those definitive figures and I had them on pre-order, and I said I can't do it because I will buy them all, and I and I cancel them all, as I've mentioned. So yeah, good luck. Good. Anyways, <laughs> at the end of the show, um, I just want to plug, listen up, casuals. We're in our third season. Uh, it's yes. titled "Listen Up, Casuals." Dark. We're talking about your favorite vigilantes, assassins, sorcerers, and more. Uh, we are. We've added another character to this season. Uh, we are adding Ghost Rider, so we still have that episode to record. We're looking to talk to you about uh, Hallowed, uh, which I think yes. they discuss about doing that live in person this summer, this July. So that might happen. Um, that, that will be our transition show, I think, our indie spotlight for the end of LUC Dark Season 3. Heck yeah. Uh, you can find that show and others on dfatentertainment.com. You can also see us on the interwebs, social media as a dfatent, and don't forget a towel.com, of course, the only place to travel geekly. 
This is Casey saying go read some comics. And this is Chris saying don't forget a towel.